0: blog talk radio glory to god we welcome you to this blog talk radio podcast by memphis covenant faith church my name is pastor helen price as we begin today's podcast i pray that god's grace mercy and compassion will abound greatly on behalf of you and all of your loved ones and that god himself this day will meet you and yours at the point of your need whatever that need might be, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. During this 2020 pandemic and serious time of social unrest, and also whatever year it is that you're listening, God wants to encourage every single believer to build our faith in the greatness and the power of the mercy of God. Recently, with the death of the young, jogging black man, Ahmaud Arbery, Along with the worldwide outcry because of the knee-on-the-neck death of George Floyd, who cried out for his mama, and the recent egregious death of the gentle soul, the 23-year-old black man, Elijah McLean, who would visit the animal shelter to play his violin to calm the cats there. There are ones who are believers in Jesus Christ and others who are asking, what can we do? How can we help? One of the answers to those questions can be found as we look at several aspects of God's mercy. During this time, we also want to make sure that we're on the right side of God's great and powerful mercy. Let us go to our two key scriptures for this series of messages. The first scripture is Psalms 145, verse 8 and 9. I love that verse because it answers the question, why does God heal, deliver, prosper, rescue, and meet us at the point of our need. Psalms one forty and nine says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies over all his works. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew and Greek word for compassion is the same word used for mercy. So when we read about the mercy of God, It is talking about the compassion of God. It's very important that we get a good understanding of the mercy and compassion of God and of his willingness to move on our behalf. Then we will not hesitate to do what our second key scripture, Hebrews 4 and verse 16 says. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly to God's throne of grace to obtain mercy and compassion first and then find the grace to help in time of need. In this introduction to the message on the greatness and the power of the mercy of God, we need to understand from the beginning that God is good to all. However, we must also understand there are actions and situations that will cause God's mercy, his compassion to be activated swiftly. That is why it's very important that we stay on the right side of God's mercy and compassion. We're gonna look at several examples where God's tender mercy and compassion is activated swiftly. It is during these times, saints of God, when God reveals himself as the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of God, who is strong and mighty in battle. God's mercy and compassion will be swiftly and greatly activated when people cry out to God, when justice is needed against injustice. Money will cry out to God. Land will cry out to God. Walls, rafters, woodwork will cry out to God. Gates will cry out to God. The roads and streets will cry out to God. The dust under our feet will cry out to God. Blood will cry out to God. Let's look first at how the mercy of God is greatly activated when people cry out to God. Look with me at Exodus 22 and verse 23. It says, "If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry all unto me, I will surely hear their cry." In the extended Bible, it says, "If you do cheat." abuse, afflict them, and they cry out to me for help, I certainly will hear and act on their cry. The Message Bible says of Exodus 22, verse 23 and 24, don't mistreat widows or orphans. If you do and they cry out to me, you can be sure I'll take them most seriously. I'll show my anger and come raging among you with the sword, and your wives will end up widows and your children orphans. That is why it's so very important to be on the right side of God's mercy and compassion. We don't want anyone crying out to God because we mistreated them, because he will surely rise up as the Lord of hosts, strong and mighty in battle on their behalf. Next, number two, the mercy of God is greatly activated when justice is needed against injustice. Let's look at Isaiah 30 and verse 18. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted, that he will have, may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. It says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him. God waits for us to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for his help. Yes, during this time of social unrest, We can cry out to God that police procedures, especially in relation to people of color, will be scrutinized and drastically changed. We know that all policemen are not bad, but police brutality is bad. Isaiah 30 and verse 18 says that the Lord waits for us to come to him so he can show his love and compassion because he is a God of justice. I believe that he's saying no more, no more, no more, no more of the same thing that's been going on. Then the mercy of God, number three, is greatly activated when money cries out to God. Let's look at James 5 and verse 4. Behold, it says, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your field, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. That word Sabaoth is the Lord of hosts. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. It says in another translation, look, you cheated the workers who mowed your fields by keeping back their wages. And those wages are crying out. The cries of the farm workers have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. Did you know, beloved, that money will cry out to God? If it is old or wrongly misused, Leviticus 19 and verse 13 says, you must not defraud your neighbor or rob him. You must not withhold until morning the wages do a hired hand. In Deuteronomy 24 and verse 15, it says, each day you shall give him his wages and not let the sun go down for it, for he is poor and has set his heart on it, lest he cry out against you to the Lord and it be sin to you. Then in Jeremiah 22 and verse 13, it says, woe, Unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness, and his chambers by wrong, that useth his neighbor's service without wages, and giveth him not for his work. In Malachi 3 and verse 5 it says, And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false swearers, and against those that oppress. The hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. It says of that same uh, word, Malachi 3 and verse 5, it says, the Lord all-powerful said, I'm now on my way to judge you. And I will quickly condemn all who practice witchcraft or cheat in marriage or tell lies in court who break promises or rob workers of their pay or mistreat widows and orphans or steal the property of foreigners or refuse to respect me. Then next, we're going to look how land will cry out to God. In Job 31, verse 38 through 40, it says, If my land cry against me. Or that the furrows likewise thereof complain If I've eaten the fruits thereof without money Or have caused the owners thereof to lose their life Let thistles grow instead of wheat And cockle instead of barley The words of Job are ended That same verse says If my soil cries out against me And its furrows weep because of me Jeremiah 23 and verse 10 says For the land is full of adulterers Because of the curse the land mourns O-M-O-U-R-N-S the land mourns, and the pastures of the wilderness have dried up. Their course is evil, and their power is misused. For the land is full of adultery, it says in the TLB, and the curse of God is on it. The land itself is mourning. The pastures are dried up, for the prophets do evil, and their power is used wrongly. Yes, land will cry out to God, even the very land. Then it says, uh, uh, number five, the walls, the rafter, woodwork in our house will cry out to God. The walls in our house will cry out to God. The rafters will cry out to God. In the back of 2 and verse 11, it says, "Kings" in the King James Bible, for the stone shall cry out of the wall and the beam out of the temper, timber shall answer it. It says in that same verse in another translation, the very stones and wood in your home will testify against you. It says even the stones of the walls cry out against you and the rafters echo the cry. Then number six, the gates will cry out to God. Isaiah 3 and verse 26 says, And her gates shall lament and mourn, and she being desolate shall sit up on the ground. It says in the Good Words translation, The gates of Zion will cry and grieve, and Zion will sit on the ground exhausted. Then it says that also the mercy of God is activated, even the, activated by even the roads and the streets crying out to God. Lamentations 1 and verse 4 says, in uh, the New Kings James Bible, the roads to Zion mourn because no one comes to the said feast. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her virgins are afflicted, and she is in bitterness. It says in the Message Bible, that same verse, Zion's roads weep. Empty of pilgrims headed to the feast. All her gates are deserted. Her priests in despair. Her virgins are sad. How bitter her fate. Then it says, the dust under our feet will cry out to God, Luke 9 and verse 5. The dust of feet, uh, it says, and whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. It says in the NRV, some people may not welcome you. If they don't, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet. This will be a witness against the people living there. Dust will witness against one. Then, then the next one says, the blood will cry out to God. And it says, uh, in Genesis 4 and verse 10, it said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth underneath from the ground. The blood of Jesus is yet speaking today. And it says in Hebrews 12 and verse 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. It says, and to Jesus, the mediator, the go-between agent of a new covenant, to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for vengeance. The blood of those killed like Abel's blood will cry out as it did in Genesis 4 and verse 10. What have you done, replied the Lord? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. As we begin to end this broadcast podcast today, remember that, it, that this is the introduction to a special series of messages on the greatness and power of the mercy of God. Let us remember there are actions and situations that will cause God's mercy, his compassion to be activated swiftly. That is why it is very important that we stay on the right side of God's mercy and compassion. We looked at several examples today where God's tender mercy and compassion is activated swiftly, where God reveals himself as the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of God, who is strong and mighty in battle as he comes to see about his people. We saw that God's mercy and compassion is swiftly and greatly activated when people cry out to God, when justice is needed against injustice. Money will cry out to God. Land will cry out to God. Walls, rafters, woodwork will cry out to God. Gates will cry out to God. The roads and streets will cry out to God. The dust under our feet will cry out to God. Blood will cry out to God. Now, as we end this broadcast today, may you continue to cry out for the mercy of God on your own behalf, as well as on behalf of others. May you always be on the right side of God's mercy. May you remember that the word of God says in Romans ten thirteen, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This day, if you're not sure of your salvation, please pray this with me. Lord Jesus, that's right. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and life. I do believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that God raised you from the dead. I repent of all my sins. I give my heart and life to you. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, according to Acts 20 and verse 32, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are set apart in Jesus Christ. God bless each and every single one of you today. Glory to God.